welcome to the Guitar Omni Podcast. I'm Carl Woolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Each episode, we'll chat with a featured guest from the classical guitar world. Candid conversations, unique experiences, and career observations from the people who best know the guitar. This is your master class in life and the guitar. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or see Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. So here we are with Hazel Ketchum. I've known Hazel for a really long time. I don't, I don't know. I, I was trying to think about the first time that we met Hazel, and I think it was at Oberlin for a Steve Aaron thing, maybe, and that would have been like 91. No, no, wait. It was when you were teaching at College of Charleston. That's what it was, and you brought Andrew York in for a master class. Oh, wow. So that's going way back. <laughs> yeah, that's going, that would have had it been like, you know, 92 or something. <laughs> well, I think before that, yeah, because I, I left yeah. South Carolina in 90, 91. But uh, so oh, Hazel okay. is a guitarist and a lutenist and a singer and does all sorts of crazy stuff. But she's also the music uh, teacher and choir director at Rossman Middle and High School in Rossman, North Carolina. And she is the artistic director for the... Uh, for Mountain School Strings, is that did I get that right? Mountain, yep, Mountain School of Strings. There we go, and that's in in Brevard, North Carolina. So, how are you, Hazel? Well, I'm doing just fine. It's uh, you know, I'm here at the like I tell my student podcasters, I'm here at the headwaters of the French Broad River, oh, in cool. beautiful Western Carolina, and uh, so it's 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 hard to be bad when this is a beautiful place you're in. <laughs> and you know, I, I've known you as, as many things, as I mentioned, you know, a guitar, guitarist and a lutenist. And I think the first, time, the first time that I saw you perform, you were playing lute song and singing, accompanying yourself, um, which I had never seen anybody do that before. And it, was, it, it made an impression. Um, and you were wearing this long white dress um, that looked, you looked like an like a, like a ancient Greek statue. It was amazing. And the, just the visual aspect of it, and, and it was so beautiful and so cool. And I still like that. I, I, in the back of my head, that's still like one of my favorite like musical performances that I've ever seen was, was, was experiencing that. So, and I, I, again, I don't remember when, when or where that was, but it really made an impact. So. Oh, well, thank you so much. That's very flattering. And I'm so, I, I love it when we remember, you know, when there's certain performances that stick out in our minds. I'm glad I'm one of them. That's yeah. thank you. And I've and I've seen you. I've seen you play modern classical guitar. I think I've seen you play broke lute. Maybe did, did you when you were in Cincinnati the last time playing with Doug? Did you guys? Did you play? I Thiorbo? think I played. I played broke played guitar. Thiorbo. Okay. Uh, he played Thiorbo. That's what it was. Yeah, um, yeah. But we did have. We were just actually uh, Doug and I have a. Uh, electric rock and roll blues gig tonight together oh, where um, I'm playing drums and he's playing electric guitar with uh, my band the heroes and um, and we were just thinking about that gig because we had so many instruments with us for that performance it was <laughs> such a fun performance when we had to move out of the dorms we um, grabbed a big industrial laundry basket on wheels <laughs> and I have a picture of Doug we have about 10 instruments and the Theorbo's sticking out of this laundry basket. Oh my God. And that's how we got loaded again. <laughs> that's fun. So yeah, so, and you play drums. I've seen, I've seen videos of that on, on Facebook. And of course you sing. 
Um, do you play fiddle too? Am I? Is, am I... Uh, I've been just I'm sort of surrounded by fiddlers, okay. and um, all the time I I come I love one of my favorite things to do is back up old time and Irish and bluegrass yeah. fiddlers on guitar. Right. But um, uh, so you know you can't beat them, join them, pretty much. You know, at some point. <laughs> And it's just also sometimes I'm in a room with uh, kids or running a mountain school of strings program or a junior Appalachian music program. And, you know, if I can just one, you know, help them put their finger in the right place, you know, sure. so just, I have enough fiddle now to like help someone learn, uh, you know, Liza Jane or something, right, or just, right. you know, so they can get started. And I take fiddle class myself. So I, okay. you know, it's my hobby instrument and, uh, it's it's blast. Wow, that that's so cool, and I love I love that you do so many different things. You know, it's 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 a, you know, the, the world of the classical guitar is probably a lot wider and broader than than anybody can imagine. So, um, how, how now? How did you? What where? You you went to USC and and you studied as as a classical guitarist there. So where where yes. did your life as a classical guitarist begin? I'm assuming that you did other musical things that were not classical guitar before you did classical guitar. Yeah, I um I've been thinking a lot about that in uh, you know since we I knew we were going to talk and um you know my first uh, music teachers were my family. My sister Katie Ketchum was my okay. piano teacher, and so I started with her um when i was about five or six and my dad played classical guitar or he really? played a nylon string guitar oh my but he played um he played uh he loved swing music and jazz and he was quite a good guitar player and singer and he wrote songs and um so when i wanted to start learning guitar he he was my first guitar teacher um there so there was so much music in the house and they were both teaching music my dad was a an English professor he he did lots of things in his life but at that time as I'm coming up about you know between five and twelve yeah. years of age uh there's just every manner of musician coming through the house so now my sister's studying classical piano um my dad has songwriting classes in the house uh there were you know records and uh, then there were some people that played classical guitar. We were in Toronto, Canada at this time. Oh, and, okay. and so some of my sister's friends were classical guitarists at the oh. conservatory there. So, okay. you know, I'm sort of just hearing all these things. Um, I didn't, uh, but then I wind up playing my first gigging instrument at 14 was drum set. So okay. that's, that's how I kind of get rolling and like being a professional musician, um, and, uh, you know, that, that's a long story. I don't know how long, <laughs> long you want these stories to go. Yeah. But then, um, uh, so I was playing drums, but I always wanted to play guitar. And I already was playing, yeah. like, fingerstyle guitar and sure. folk guitar. Um, and then when I, um, through all kinds of series of events, I wind up with my mother and sister living in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, wow. And okay. we moved from California, cool. from Canada. So there's a lot of moving around, yeah. you can see. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and I just always wanted to take classical guitar and a friend of my sister's, he was taking lessons and he, you know, was an amateur guitarist and artist. And, and he said, well, I've got a teacher for you. I've got a teacher. And so there was this lovely gentleman, Arturo Trapoletti in Las Vegas, and he taught at the university 
um, and uh, and started giving me lessons. I was probably about 15 years old. Okay. And um, right. so he was my first like real, okay, we're gonna do scales and sure. all those things. And then I happened to be, uh, then I started UNLV as a guitar major, which, oh, okay. um, you know, I'd only played for like five minutes before, right. you know, and I remember the audition <laughs> and there's only, and I was going to be the only student there, right? Or there were oh going to be gosh. two classical guitar students. And so I uh, do the audition and I have these very simple pieces I'm playing. And I just can remember the one professor going, so um, do you sing? <laughs> <laughs> and now I realize they were just trying to see, like, okay, what else we got here, you know? Uh, I I don't know why it didn't occur to me to keep being a percussionist like that. Right. Now I look back and go, I was already a drummer. Why didn't like here's this great jazz band there? And well, I just didn't. I wanted to play the classical guitar, so That's I ended amazing. up going there and uh, um, and then one, you know, I was going along being classical guitarist there and being in choir. <laughs> so my scholarship was like, okay, great. Um, you're an alto, let's do this. They were thrilled about that. It was always kind of like, oh, that's very nice. you know. But being the only class guitarist, I did get to do a lot of neat things and play with the Las Vegas Symphony and, you oh, know, cool. and the early music ensemble, you know, I was right. just the only one there to do it. Um, but then I was walking through the halls and really old school, there was a poster on the wall for Idlewild Music Festival. Okay. And I don't know where this is. I don't know anything about it. It was just a pretty poster and it had the tear off cards on the bottom uh -huh. that you mail in. And I mailed it in and sent a tape. And the person listening to that tape was Jim Smith. Oh my gosh. So, okay. so I went to Idlewild and that's where I met him. And uh, that time the LA guitar quartet and Bill and Scott. And, yeah. um, and that's the next by fall I transferred there okay so that's how I got to USC <laughs> amazing so how, how like how far through your your undergraduate career was that how, how long had you studied at UNLV before you transferred just two years so I transferred in okay. as a junior okay and that oh, yeah. was a, what, that, you were there at, at, at a pretty interesting time in terms of all the people that were there at that time um, you mentioned Scott and, 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 and Bill um, and so, you know, I got all of, all of the the quartet guys were there at that time, right? And yes, and as like, uh, Bill was just teaching, beginning okay. to teach, and the others were students. Yeah. So um, it was a very dynamic and interesting time. Yeah. And Sharon, uh, Sharon was there too, right? Sharon Wayne was she? There yes. Yeah, yeah. And I, I made sure to listen. I made sure to listen to your interview with her because yeah. I was like, oh, she's telling all the stories. We got, she's like, I have nothing left to say. <laughs> I don't remember there being a lot of dirt in, 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 in that, but, but it is, it's, it's kind of fascinating that, that at that time, you know, there was this, just this kind of coalescence of, of I think it must have been tremendous energy there, um, you know, surrounding the guitar and the people that were, that were doing that, you know. It was very exciting to, because I was in an environment that was very nurturing and I liked my, all my teachers at UNLV very much and it was a great experience. Um, but it was also, you know, I, I walked from my mom's apartment over to school, you know, so, and I was young, a young starter. At, I started college really early. So, um, so it was, it was almost sort of like extended high school for me just in my experience. And sure. here I had to, 
moved to LA kind of on my own and, um, uh, and then be, you know, this really green player um, and be in this situation with all these amazing people and who would, you know, truly become some of my closest and most wonderful friends. I mean, it was, um, it wasn't just a musical experience, but it was a whole experience of all of us spending time together, being creative together. It was, uh, you know, um, you know, everyone has good and bad experiences sometimes with their schooling. You're going through a lot of things, but um, as tough as hitting LA with no money and, and, you know, I don't even think I had a driver's license when I got there. I mean, it was, I, I, I maybe looking back, maybe it wasn't that well planned out, but you know, it was kind of like a, Jim, I remember my audition. It was with, for Jim and Bill, uh, James Smith and Bill Kanengeiser. And, uh, and I'm here, I'm of course nervous and, and I, phone playing in the next room like really loud you know <laughs> so I'm in this little room playing you know and the saxophone is just like you know going and I'm like oh my goodness you know I made it through that audition maybe Duke Miller was there too but uh, there were uh two outs I mean two things that really stand out to me of that time with guitar um there are so many people there at that time like we start going down the list we'll leave out people but you know just uh the quartet sort of was central to that in a way because uh, Bill and uh, Bill was teaching. I started with Jim, but I did eventually study with Bill as well. And then, um, uh, and then Andrew York was a student, and Scott they were students, but ahead of me as in master's degree, and I was an undergrad. And then also an undergrad, maybe like a year behind me or so, was Matt Greif who would wind up in there. So we were all sort of scattered out around there. Um, but you had to do, um, it was a brilliant program. And, and, and I think I credit Jim with a lot of these amazing things that he did that, uh, for example, we had to be in these performance classes uh, once or twice a week, uh, as many guitarists are. And so my first, uh, you know, I'm a junior and Scott's a master. So how, however it worked out, we're in the same performance class. And so, you know, my first day, nearly, it felt like my first day. We'll just say that for exaggeration. <laughs> my very first day on campus, you know, I have this class where I have to get up and perform. And Scott gets up and plays before you. Right. And then you're sitting there. And you kind of have a choice, like, <laughs> and you're sitting there and you're kind of like, um, should I leave? Like, what do I do now? Right? Like, I mean, <laughs> God Tennant has just gotten up and performed something amazing. And the whole audience of us, you know, 12 of us or whatever, sitting there, like, speechless. It's so beautiful. And then you're next. Right. You know, and I was like. I, I had a very I, similar experience at CIM with Jason Vio, And, you know, it was like. Here, I, I, I knew nobody there. My very first thing at CIM was to go to this class. It was a performance class. I met Jason in the hallway. He was the first person there. We go in and sit down, you know, and he sits down and plays the first movement of the, the, the Casanova Tedesco B major concerto flawlessly. And, and, and I'd been talking to him. He was 18 years old and like sophomore. And I was like, 
what am I doing? <laughs> because I, in my head, something said, everybody here plays like this, you know? <laughs> and then it was like, Carl, would you like to play next? And I was like, no, I really would not, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think, I don't know why, I mean, I remember that one class in particular, where I, I don't know why this thought went through my head, because I really was next. And, and, and it wasn't just Scott, there were lots of people getting up and playing, you know, Andrew York was going to maybe pop in and play too. And all kinds of people were playing and Sharon was playing and, you know, all these people were playing that, uh, that I felt had a lot more experience and uh, than I did more, more repertoire, more like, you know, they were much more, they hadn't spent their high school years. Well, maybe they did, I don't know, playing in drums and bars <laughs> like I did. And, you know, suddenly I'm at music school and um, they, uh, so there's something that went through my head and, uh, you know, Scott finishes playing and I am just like, wow, I better have something to say. Right. And yeah. I was so glad. I don't know why that's what went through my head instead of, wow, maybe let's go home. You know, let's go over <laughs> to the English department and see if they need some more majors, you know. Uh, it, but instead, and I was so glad that's what went through my head because yeah. then that's what became my journey there was... I have to, what am I going to say? That's what Scott says. And I can't do that. So what, what's my thing that I'm going to say? And it turned into a really beautiful journey of playing lute and singing and, you know, playing contemporary pieces by Dushan Bogdanovich and David yeah. Leisner and uh, Brian Head and, um, and being in the early music department with James Tyler and really just a hugely rich experience that if I had, gone okay well I can't do that you know I, I would have missed out on yeah that, that's interesting because you know I think I know I know for for myself and and probably you know I, I think it's probably a pretty common experience um having that realization or that that kind of ability to say okay well I, I'm just going to do my thing and do it as best I can you know I, th I think that's something that uh, personally I came to much later in life, you know, like after trying to do the thing that I was supposed to be doing and just realizing, well, hold on. No, I, you know what? I, I can do my own thing and I can, you know, I can say what I have to say and I don't have to kind of fit that mold or tr try to try to continue to fit that mold, I guess. And so I think that's, that's a, it's interesting because I think that it's probably not common for us to have that realization as, as, as early as you, you did and how cool that is for you, you know? Well, I guess I'd already played a lot of different kinds of music. I mean, I yeah. was in a country Western band and <laughs> all kinds of different things. And um, so, you know, I knew there were just, there was a lot of music out there to play right. and to make. And I, I wrote songs, I'd always written songs and, um, but you still, you're in there giving this best effort uh, toward your instrument. And I, I think a lot of why I wanted to play classical guitar is I just wanted to feel like I had that mastery with with one instrument and I loved it and I loved to practice it. Yeah. So um, that was sort of the thing. It's like, okay, whatever I'm picking, it's gonna I'm gonna be spending a lot of time with it. Right. And this is the <laughs> instrument I really love to spend the most time with whether or not it's gonna be the instrument I'm always performing or not. Um, right. And I was glad, and it, it it led me to Donna Curry, who was my voice teacher. Okay. One of the first people I met at school was uh, Claire Delarue. Okay. And uh, she, her father is a great film composer and composer. 
And she was the first person I ever saw close play the lute. And um, I think I ended up owning that particular lute at some point too. I'm not sure, but you know, I'm just in someone's apartment and you know, I don't really know, we don't know each other. And she just was playing these beautiful little Athenian songs or pieces. And, uh, and I just knew I said, I uh, got to do that. You know, yeah. I, I was just gonna, I don't care if I play the simplest piece on the planet, I've got to do that. And um, so we, I got uh, hooked up with Donna Curry and Topanga okay. Canyon and yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. go up there to pilgrimage to the, you know, the windy roads and get your lesson. And then I now, also studied voice. Did you know, did you know her. Of her already or did, was that you just went searching and found her? Yeah. No, she was, well, uh, uh, Claire was studying with her. Okay. okay. So that's how yeah. that uh, started. And, um, but uh, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was really beautiful journey then because it wasn't, I wouldn't have also, I wouldn't have been very suited to the, to the opera program either, you know, <laughs> like, had I come in as a voice student, you know, they would have been like, oh, okay, you don't, you know, really want to sing opera, you know, right. and. So I would have had this but, kind of quirky oh experience, but. Yeah. So, and so you, that, that, that was your introduction to the Lou, which was one of the things I wanted to ask, ask about. And did you, did you start with the idea that you were going to do lute songs accompanying yourself or is that something that came, came later? Not really. I knew that, I mean, I knew that those songs were out there. Okay. And I had I had actually one of my early concerts back in Las Vegas was with a singer on classical guitar. She was a really beautiful singer, and uh, and we did a lot of early songs. Okay. And in my early college career, I also loved I loved Shakespeare and I loved the Renaissance and I loved you know I, I did play guitar in a little early music group. So okay. that was really on my radar. Um, and then that just started developed as I started. I, I was really more a folk singer and uh -huh. country singer. And then when I started taking my lessons, that changed everything. I said, oh, I think I can I can sing these things. I had never sung that high and, you know, that way before, in a, just except for chorus. And um, so then it started to, to, you know, Donna very much was like, well, you know, here's an exercise and we sing with it or here's a simple song, it's also a song. So it just developed to do that. Um, and uh, so then that became sort of my focus where, I, yeah. and then, well, it's like, well, if I can do that, can I do some guitar songs too? Yeah. So I did the Britain and um, uh, some other things, Dushan Bogdanovich, Pure Land. And then he wrote another uh, song cycle, um, for me to do and so it was you know then it started it got kind of crazy then i was doing really difficult hard <laughs> things you know like okay well let's see let's see how far we can push this you know, you know yeah. let's do the hardest guitar part with the hardest vocal part right, right, right. and um but uh yeah so then that's uh my one cd that i have of uh, just solo CD of classical, more classical music is Renaissance lute and singing with it. Okay, yeah. Is there any guitar music on there too? Or is it just just lute? No. Nope. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's, it's such a cool thing, and I, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure I've seen anyone else do that um, with lute songs, which is kind of funny because you think, well, yeah, well, like that's 
historically that's that's how it was originally presented, right? Um, and you, but you well, see I think. Now, oh, go ahead. Sing, singers being accompanied by lutenists rather than singers accompanying themselves, you know. So, but I I've seen I I, I saw David Leisner do something at one point where he sang and it was kind of I like I didn't know he did that and it's like um, and then Jim Marin does a lot of a lot of stuff where where he'll sing and play guitar. But yeah, I just I just I just remember seeing that and thinking, wow, that is that's the best thing ever. And and, and I don't know any I don't know anybody else that's doing that. So. You know, I haven't been keeping up lately to see if people are doing it, and I don't do it as much now. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of beginning to um, retire my classical voice a little bit. Um, it's just that's how age works. You kind of uh, <laughs> you go. I mean, for me to do some of those songs that I recorded or the repertoire that I used to would just be tremendous amount of physical work to yeah. make it the result of um, uh, of what I would want. And uh, but I can still sing rock and roll blues now. That's no problem. <laughs> like oh great. But uh, you know it's uh, it's not an easy task to do those yeah. parts those parts are the loop parts are if you're doing the tablature of them they're, they're pretty hard there's lots of yeah. songs that are just chord songs uh from that time you know just right. really like folk songs and they're they're pretty easy some of it's the expectation i think of what we have when we think about those songs and and how they should sound and we imagine a classical kind of singing along yeah. with them. And one of the most beautiful performances I ever saw uh, was with uh, Robert Spencer, who was uh -huh. in Billy and Bream's group. And he came to USC to just give a little class uh, because he, uh, they might have been performing in LA and that's why he was there. And, and of course he knew James Tyler who ran our early music, eventually would run our early music program. And, um, and he sang those songs and it was, it was so eye-opening. Yeah. There was no, there, there was no pretense around it. It was yeah. come again, sweet love, don't now invite. I mean, he's almost <laughs> speaking them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's the person who, you know, pretty much owns all, you know, is responsible for saving a lot of that music and having, the reason we have that music is, is from his library often. And uh, so that was, that's another thing too. I think the way we think of those songs, they sure. really can be a little bit more intimate and simpler. Yeah. And, and it's but really I loved, I loved that repertoire. And uh, uh, when I do a song like that now, I think, wow, I had a lot of free time on my hand <laughs> back then <laughs> because it's you know you're really practicing two whole parts. Sure. Oh yeah. I mean that stuff's not easy to play and it's not easy to sing and to do both at the same time. I, I think that that would be that'd be tough. Yeah. So now I've had the luxury of a very uh, wonderful singer, Brittany Seaman, here in Brevard, and I've uh, been with her in the Columbia Baroque for a few years. And then um, and then we have a little duo called Belcaris. And uh, so now I, I kind of feel like I hire that out, or she yeah. hires me out. One or two. But now <laughs> I don't have to do so much work. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this is nice. Just <laughs> sitting back playing the lute. Well, another thing that you that, that you had mentioned that I thought was, was really you, you thought went through my mind is like I think that repertoire has probably more in common with um, you know singer songwriter folk singing pop music the the you know the world from which 
you sprang, um, than than it does you know this highly artful classical music operatic approach. You know, and and I, that you know that that you found that is kind of kind of interesting how that, that came together for you, you know, and, and to have that realization about the, the style is, is something that's that's interesting too. So Yeah, I did seem to I seem to gravitate I've always seemed to gravitate toward early styles and then contemporary styles. Right. <laughs> Although now I have been enjoying I wasn't a big um, classical guitar fan, you know, not classical guitar fan, but uh, you know, nineteenth century guitar fan. But it's because I was always playing it on my modern guitar and right. then um, doing some concerts with Doug James um, gave me the opportunity to play some of his great guitars. And so wherever he goes, he seems to have like five different <laughs> guitars with him. And I can say because last night it was like, oh, look at this Hauser and look at this and look at this. And we're playing all of them and just having a blast. Um, but uh, now I have... Uh, um, a little George Thomas guitar, 19th century sore copy. And I just uh, have a wonderful time playing on that, composing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just, I love it. That's sort of my classical guitar time now is yeah. trying to make it more around composing and being creative with it rather than feeling like, you know, the performers in us, the minute we learn one song, we're like, okay, how can I get this programmed and where is it going right. to be? And, yeah. you know, we would put all this pressure and I really, now my life, I want to be about creating and not recreating if I can. Nice. So you are, you're teaching music and you're doing, doing choir and general music. Is that, yeah. Now, how, how did that happen? What's, did I, I didn't realize that you had any kind of background in music education at all, or maybe, maybe that's new for you or. What, well, uh, well, I wound up, I've been teaching for, my whole career and I started at the College of Charleston yeah and then I um then I ran Hungry Monk Music in Charleston right. South Carolina and with that I was teaching sort of one of those on the road teachers and I uh, taught a program called Music for Young Children which was actually a piano group class program okay became a teacher trainer for them and through that and then also having my own kids my focus became on for education became on the youngest children. So I have a few uh, children's CDs out and, um, and I would uh, give kids concerts, but also I would always be teaching at about four or five schools. And uh, those uh, big as the world was the name of my first kids CD. And that really launched uh, an aspect of my career for a long time of working with children uh, very young children, so I have students the age of two, you know. Um, oh then I worked at a school called the Cooper School in Charleston for about 13 years, and that's where the choir part okay. started to develop. So we okay. did, um, you know, I had a designed a curriculum for that school, and uh, and we started a choir, and what started as a, you know, 12-student choir turned into a 30 turned into a 50 and 80. And finally, um, when by the time I moved here, uh, it was a, a choir of 110 students between wow. kindergarten and fifth grade. Oh my goodness, and, I um, had an assistant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I eventually said, you know, I think I need an accompanist now, yeah. you know. And, um, 
And the kids got pretty good at accompanying themselves to, you know, grab a pianist or a guitar or stuff. But those were some really fun things. Um, then I did a program called Science Songs Rock, where we uh-huh. went into schools and wrote uh, songs around their science standards and curriculum. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this has been a long time coming. Uh, but it is sort of a happy accident that I wind up here at Rosman because uh, I, I moved, was sort of planning to move okay you know at a certain point and i was writing curriculum actually it was for violin one for okay. the uh wow. school strings okay and uh they wanted me to be their director and but i was still in charleston so my first job was to start organizing the curriculum and what they what they use in the after school programs at the brevard music center where we teach and um so I was envisioning a life up here in Brevard where, you know, I'm accompanying Brittany Seaman and I'm, you know, help out at the music center if they need it. And I manage this mountain school of strings and the junior Appalachian musicians. And then the pandemic hit. Oh, so okay. within, right. a, you know, within really about a three day period, I realized, well, I can't chat and everything was online so right. i said well i might as well move now and um and so you know i was getting the mountain school of strings online and i'm teaching still in charleston online but physically moved up here and then you know what you think it's gonna be as we all did right uh you think this is gonna be a week is it two weeks is uh-huh. it, then it's a few months and then it gets to you know june you know from march to june and i i'm saying well I want to just see what's out there because, you know, we can't, you know, this little organization I'm working for, which does such a beautiful, has such a beautiful mission, uh, where we can't be with our students physically. And I might not be able to get student. We don't know the features. So I said, let's just see what's out there. And there was this job. And I'm like, okay, chorus. And it was high school and middle school. Right. The chorus was choir director was the in the job description okay and um so i got the job and you know so my first job is to teach a choir that can't sing right because we're the past <laughs> and and oh my so my wonderful colleagues at the wonderful administration here i said so what would you think if we played fiddles and banjos and guitars you know you <laughs> and go. and put on a radio show and a podcast and and they were like, yeah, great. And so we have a Appalachian music program for the junior high. We oh, produce a podcast, a variety show. And then in, we have guitar class and choir for the high school. Wow. And um, so that just sprung up all last year out of the fact that we couldn't really sing, you know. There, there it is again. There it is again. The <laughs> pandemic tries to shut things down. Creative people find ways to be creative. I love it. It's fantastic. So, I, I, I'd imagine that, that the Appalachian Music Program, they, there can't be too many of those in secondary education these days. I, I, are you the only one that you know of? You know, I, yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> um, there are programs in the state that uh, for college that... Yeah are around, um, you know, there's Warren Wilson College, App State, where Doug teaches has, mm-hmm. you know, um, there, so there's there's some music, uh, Mars Hill, there's some music programs that do focus on, you know, traditional styles of music here in college. And I'm, 
there might be, but also because of the pandemic, I haven't gotten out to meet all my colleagues yet. You know, like we haven't, you know, we didn't get to have these, you know, in-person things. So next year I'm looking forward. And also we couldn't like leave the school to perform and things. So I think we're going to find, we're probably going to find each other. I hope, you know, if that's going on and, um, but this is a place, you know, I'll play a G run on the guitar and, you know, a sixth grader will say, well, my dad plays that. And right. I'll say, no, he does. <laughs> and now we're going to play it, you know? Um, so it's kind of, it's very exciting because, you know, you're, you're helping to keep a traditional live, you're of music and, um, and value it right in their very own schools. So yeah. it's, it's pretty exciting. That's very cool. And, and these are public schools, right? Yes. Now, yeah. do you have an education degree or are you, are you like on an, on, on an emergency certification kind of thing or how's, how's that work? That's what call it. Your education never stops, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so luckily when I first started, I was an education major. So I okay. did have a couple of those good classes so i don't have to take brass methods again and uh you know a few (laughs) things i did um but then i switched to performance so i I didn't have and i said way back then i said well i'm gonna switch to performance but if i ever want to teach in public school i'll just go back to school and get the education degree and so that's what i'm doing so you're doing that um, now Oh, yes, yeah, so I'm oh I'm a, also a student in for education and then um, then also a teacher and then that lasts for another year and a half and then okay. I'll be certified in and where you to studying? be a teacher at Campbell University. Okay, which wow. is uh, of course all online. Yeah, right. So right. I had to find sure. some. <laughs> it was a long <laughs> list of schools that had the program in music until it was all online and then it's like right. oh well so luckily somewhere <laughs> in the state there's a school where I'm a student, you know, but. Wow. So another, another degree coming your way. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even, yeah, I, can't, kind of... I can't imagine going back to school now. Like I, I, I just, I don't, yeah, I, I think, I think I wouldn't be as good as it, as I was when I was a student, you know, when I was used to doing that. I think about, you know, studying and taking tests and like, oh my gosh, I, <laughs> it would be so difficult. <laughs> I don't know. I think you find, that's what I thought too. I was like, I am so rusty at being a student myself. This is, I mean, and then you got into it and you're like, oh, actually, I kind of know how to do this. This is great. You know? <laughs> it's still there. It's like riding a bike. Right. It's kind of like, yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's exciting. So and... I remember this, you know, but. <laughs> so, and you, so you're, you're, you're still, you're still playing, playing drums, doing the rock and blues thing. Um, and are and you mentioned that you you recently uh, got in the nineteenth century guitar and started to get in, into that. Um, are are you doing any other th- classical or uh, that kind of playing anymore, or is that is that kind of just for fun on your own these days? Um, the I uh, it's really the the guitar the classical guitar parts really just for fun. Uh-huh. Uh, I did go uh, visit um, at the Brevard Music Center in the summers. Um, there, of course, it's a classical guitar program. Yep. And so I um, went to visit those guys and just play a couple of sore pieces and sing and play one of his songs. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I just sort of do the drop in of yeah. classical guitar things. And then, uh, but I'm doing, I do do a lot of lute playing. Um, 
you know, I accompany uh, Brittany Seaman here in Brevard and, and we've, we've made videos and uh, for the Columbia Baroque, uh, okay. you know, while everything's online. And so, um, and so that's really, there's a lot of loot playing going on yeah. and, um, and uh, yeah, just everything playing, playing folk music or for fiddlers, but also, sure. you know, this, uh, this uh, one of my pandemic projects was to take some more drum lessons because I hadn't had drum lessons since I was a kid. And um, so lucky for me, Jeff's site lives in Brevard. So I started uh, first online lessons and then uh, some live lessons. And I mean, it's just so great to put yourself in that student role, um, whether it's with a new instrument or old instrument. And I think we kind of tend to we get our degrees, we got there and we're performers and, um, you know, and educators are always doing this professional development. And, right. um, and sometimes I think as musicians, we, we forget about that. And it's really not that you're saying, Oh, I need help with this, or I'm not good at sure. a certain skill. It's more saying what, what can I do? It's like that self-care thing, but I'm going to develop, you know, what can I do for myself to develop myself? What if I took, right. you know, these drum lessons and yeah, I mean, I, you know, um, he's such a great resource that I'm not going to master all those things, but sure. I'm gonna, you know, uh, get something out of it and, you know, have that time for myself as a musician. So yeah, yeah. I just, I encourage that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I, I find myself falling into things that way. I think it's mostly just because I get bored, you know? So it's like, I don't, I don't have a very long attention span. It's like, okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? You know? And then I think about how enriching that's been, you know? And, and, and it's all been like accidental. It's not, it, it, there was no plan for any of that. It was just things came along and, hey, do you want to do this? Yeah, I'll play Irish music. That's cool. Hey, we need a flamenco guitarist. I don't play flamenco. Well, you do now. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, and it's been, it's been those kinds of things happening. Um, and like you said, you know, it's this, this uh, you know, being a student is good, good for the, the soul, you know, the, 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 that self-care aspect of it. You don't really realize that, but it keeps you from getting calcified, you know, and this, this, uh, just, this is what I do and this is all I do and I'm going to do it again tomorrow. You know, that's, that's no fun. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you get you out of one of the first, I mean, Drums for me have always sort of been lingering around. So yeah. I started playing the bow run again at some point, or not again, but that was, I had a long break after being a drum set drummer and I started playing the Irish drum. And um, then uh, one just wonderful thing that happened before the pandemic started was I got to go to a trip to Egypt. Oh, cool. And um, yeah, I was invited, oddly enough, as a storyteller in residence. <laughs> but, wow. Yeah, I was the oh music do, component of this trip. Yeah, this was well, it was a story festival and a storytelling festival and a writing festival at this school, the um, Cairo Cairo American College. Okay. Um, and um, and so I was gonna be teaching musical things and songwriting and yeah. all of these things throughout the whole schools, so preschool all the way to high school, uh, for two weeks and. Um, and so one of uh, our missions there is we definitely wanted to check out some instruments and I wanted to buy a drum. So we um, went and bought this drum and I had a fabulous lesson from the person that sold me the drum. Oh, and, cool. uh, but it was just a really 
eye-opening amazing experience there and um and it, it so it's the drumming kind of went along with all of that yeah. you know it's like it's just even to go on the adventure to buy the drum uh was pretty exciting you know even yeah. driving anywhere in cairo is oh, you I know yeah. life-threatening oh, so uh <laughs> it was it was pretty great um but uh yeah so that was a really exciting trip wow that that's that is really really cool and so what, what kind of drum is it that you get you got in egypt uh darbuka or uh okay. uh Doombeck, you know uh -huh. um very what's it made out of uh, i'm not sure it's huh? it's heavy it's a really yeah. heavy drum and i stuff that thing in my suitcase <laughs> you know it's when you can travel internationally you get these big two big suitcases and you know mine's filled with a drum and nice. cymbals the big zills that uh -huh. they play when they do sufi dancing and so it's like how many instruments can i stash oh, back to so the cool. states but yeah i had a wonderful drum lesson somewhere on my facebook page if people scroll through it they can see some of my drum lesson which was really fun i made the oh, mistake yeah. of like just doing a little like in the store just a little bit of flourish i was playing yeah. and then the teacher was like Whoa, somebody was on yet <laughs> what who is this gray hair just lady. another american tourist banging on my drums <laughs> right exactly it was kind of, and he was like if you get this drum i'll give you a lesson i was nice. like okay. oh that's yeah fantastic and everything starts in 10 it was great <laughs> but luckily there was notation yeah wow. 10 and 18 and 13 and some 20s wow. but if uh, luckily there was a notation so he could write it all down and then okay. i was able to hang in there with him but yeah yeah oh, that's 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 so cool that is really cool so when are you when are you going back <laughs> well, so, well i would uh one of the fun things aside from working at the school we did uh embassy concerts okay. and that it was just thrilling i mean we we did a concert at the um at the at the embassy for the american library so these were university okay. students who um uh, were studying english and american mm -hmm. culture so we did a concert there and played banjos and guitars and fiddles and all these things uh and resonator guitar for blues but huh. you know what the one thing they wanted to hear was some christmas music so oh, really? <laughs> yeah they were like so they wanted some rudolph the red-nosed reindeer oh and my gosh we're like okay it was it was close to christmas time it was in december okay. and um they love <laughs> in in cairo they love anything that has lights and is fun and and any holiday so you had okay. halloween decorations up with christmas decorations there were black friday sales <laughs> And I, we, I got off the plane and it's kind of all these Black Friday sales. It was, it was right after Thanksgiving. And, uh, and and someone in the car was like, well, that's, they have Black Friday. And I said, you know, I think they invented the mall, right? They invented shopping. It has yeah. been going on here for 5,000 years. I mean, the, you know, when you go to the mall in Cairo, yeah. it is, you know, it is, it's like, yes, they're, if they're, they're going to have a sale, you know, and, um, so we did the we did that we did a beautiful library uh, concert. Uh, we we're actually there. They wanted to really dance. We played some swing music, and everyone got up and danced. And then we played in one of the oldest parts of the city, uh, that um, was a community center, and it was an old mosque that had no ceiling, no roof, because it had never oh, been wow. finished. 
but it doesn't rain. Doesn't so rain. <laughs> we actually were there on the one day it rained, like for the whole year. They get like an inch a year. And um, luckily it wasn't at the concert. And, um, and that was an amazing concert because all women and children. And uh, that was the concert where no, no one, we, uh, there was no language in common there. We had okay. one translator. And uh, so I was doing, there were lots of kids there. So we had them play the banjo and I have a song called Bo Diddley Beat um, uh-huh. where there's all these actions to it. So we were, we were just about to start that song and uh, at the mosque next to us, there was a call to prayer. And I kind of looked over at the lady. I was like, well, I don't know a lot, but I think I'm not probably supposed to start the Bo Diddley dance song in the <laughs> middle of the prayer. prayer. Maybe we'll just wait a minute. And she goes, yeah, wait. Yeah. So we wait. Um, and then, uh, but the, the women and children didn't care so much about that. You know, they're oh just like, gosh. you know, they're hanging out and enjoying themselves. And then they did all get up and dance. And the whole audience got up and danced to Bo Diddley beat and um and it was great and we were scheduled to go back uh again I guess it would have been in 2020 in or uh yeah we were scheduled to go back in Uh, April or March of that year right you know during that time (laughs) to be in a different part of Egypt um so I hope we get to I hope that picks up again and we get to go back that is so cool that's yeah wow very, very cool. <laughs> There's some, I was going to ask you something about that, and I, I can't remember what it was. You were talking about... Oh, had they, was this kind of music? Was Is that anything that they, the people that you were playing for had any experience with at all before? Or is it like, this is, here's no. old-time American music, and yeah. No, so not a... Frame reference, that's, that's, you know, that's really... At, uh, at most of the audience that we, they knew things like, um, uh, well, that the school, there are people from all over the world. Okay. So you're in front of a classroom of kindergartners that are speak four languages and have been oh, more places wow. than I'll get to yeah. go, I'm sure. Like, I live there, you know, they're <laughs> all, you know. So these are exceptionally, you know, uh, well-traveled yeah. people. And they, they, some of them, in fact, there were some people from North Carolina there you know? okay. so like at the school some of the kids did know about the music and have seen banjos but at the embassy concert uh it was pretty new or at the the mosque and the library um yes. they they seemed familiar with dance music like the swing if we played a swing tune huh. they kind of knew their new christmas and that's why they wanted to hear some christmas music christmas because something yeah right they they recognize those tunes um but the instruments were really new to them. And uh, and with the middle schoolers, we had them doing flat footing and uh, uh, contra dance moves and learning how to cool. dance to the music wow. um, and sing some of the tunes and make up their own songs around the tunes. And we also taught the, the string class and the choir for high school. So, okay. um, uh, yeah, so it was a lot of new music for them and for us, too, you know, yeah. as we we're hearing um there's a famous singer there um katum and she is the still she's passed away but she is still the iconic her i mean her face is uh carved into ouds that you'd see in a shop Uh her image she's on purses she's like every billboard everywhere 
Yeah. And uh, and that music is just stunning and really interesting. Yeah. You know, it involves orchestra with traditional instruments and these very long form songs. Mm -hmm. um, really, really gorgeous music. So that is that's 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 just really cool. <laughs> how exciting. And how, how many how many people were you traveling with on that? Like, how big was the band, in other words? Well, and that was one of the good, that's why we were invited back, because there was just two of us. So oh, great. Uh, we were really, uh, you know, we could pop out of a car in the middle yeah. of a crowded street and not need amplification and, and right. play for kids. And um, and then the, the Story Festival had, uh, there were maybe five or six of us that were okay. the, the presenters at the, the festival so so it was it was it was really exciting wow oh they, they, yeah always doing different stuff it's 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 you know what what what's next <laughs> so do you, have, a, do you have yeah do you have any any new exciting projects on the horizon coming up or i'm trying to think <laughs> i think um well this summer i sort of uh yeah. experimented with the idea of um uh, uh, sort of just having a, an artistic retreat. So uh, I thought I'm going to take advantage of my new uh, academic schedule and uh, just go somewhere for yeah. a month in the summer. And not that I'm already not in a really beautiful place. Yeah. So that's pretty inspiring. There's lots of hiking and it's, uh, you know, kayaking here. It's just beautiful. But um but so I was in Taos, New Mexico for a month. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, I really just was trying to tap into maybe what I would like to do with uh, composition. Um, and I'm not, I didn't come back with a real definitive answer about that. But um, I think, uh, you know, I don't, what's next, I think, is just to be as creative as possible yeah. and um, to, uh, you know, to, to just enjoy these forms I have. I have the Harrows, which is a, a band um, with Bob Culver and Jonathan Gray and sometimes Doug James on electric guitar. <laughs> and um, we sort of dedicated our time to uh, uh, American gospel forms and uh, some dance music and country and our and original music. Um, then I have original songs that I write and uh, um, I'm always meaning to record those habits. So that's a project. <laughs> There's lots of things that I've, you know, procrastinated on and sure. I can just say, Oh, that's my new thing I'm going to do. <laughs> um, and then uh, play the loops with uh, Balcaras and, um, you know, and then teach these, uh, these students out here. And we're just having a really wonderful time. It's a, it's a really interesting time to become someone's new teacher yeah. you know because every you know there is so much uncertainty and 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 there's a lot of you know um oh you know there's a lot of emphasis on how different every, every we all are and how scared everybody is and you know so to come to a place and be a choir or be a guitar class and really have the priority shift uh -huh. um it's great we're here to learn all this stuff but maybe we should be checking in with each other and making sure we're okay first yeah. yeah and um so that's been a very very powerful thing to be out here at 
Roswin Middle and High School where they truly just, I'm, I almost choke up thinking about it, but um, they truly have been going 110% for these kids out here and the community and everybody needs it. <laughs> right, absolutely, yeah. And I think, you know, that's that's another thing that I've noticed from talking to a lot of people during this time is, is just how, you know, I, you know, two years ago, we, we could have a conversation about how important the arts are and, and to have these creative outlets and, and these things that bring us together for the purposes of being human and creating beautiful things, right? And I think a couple of years ago, you know, everybody, everybody would agree with this, but it's, it's, it was highly theoretical. Now that it's, we've been faced with this situation where it's in stark relief how important it is, you know, and, and getting back to it. I, I, I remember, like, the, the, when I started teaching in person again and just hearing somebody play guitar in the same room with me, like, it was unbelievable. Like, I, 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 I had this huge response to it and to be able to play along with somebody like my, I was driving my students nuts I'm sure the first first month that they came back because all I wanted to do was play duets with them you know <laughs> I was like please please, right. please you know I haven't heard another guitar in, in in the air for you know a year this is terrible and, and but I think it's 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 really interesting that and I hope that that as you know who knows what's going on now I mean there's so much weirdness and uncertainty and like we talk about it like when this is over with or you know in the future, like back to normal, whatever language people are using for that. But, uh, you know, I, I do hope that, that as things continue to roll on, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe we can remember that, you know, maybe that's something that we can, we can kind of hold on to and say, Hey, you remember that, that time that we weren't allowed to do this and now we can. And, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's been really interesting to kind of, kind of see that and, um, you know, talking to people about, about, you know, new projects that came along because, because of this, you know, and things that, that, uh, that sprung forth just because creative people are going to find ways to be creative. And, you know, I would, I would never have done this if I didn't, if I wasn't stuck in my house just, you know, looking for something to do, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and to, it, it put an importance on sort of the music education part yeah. because it, for my students here, it wasn't just about, okay, a grade or another class to right. take, or we have to give a concert, or we have to yeah. do this competition. The focus became much more about what is this going to be for you? What, how is this going to be your comfort? I mean, when I, uh, there were happened to be some guitars here, you know, at the school. And I said, can I send some of these home? And they were like, of course, yeah, yeah. anything you want to send them home. And there was just something, just you handed someone this instrument and it was like, it was something to hold on to. Yeah. Like they took those guitars home. I have a student right now who's been in quarantine twice because, and she hasn't been sick, thankfully, but she was exposed. So she had a seven days and then just as she's almost done with her seven days, she had another exposure. Seven so like, and they, you can't even, you can't see them, of course, if right. they're in quarantine. So like, her sister came by the school and I ran out a guitar to her car, you know, I'm like here, you know, take the guitar. And she's, uh, you know, quarantine really is kind of good for guitar playing pretty much, sure. you know, cause oh, you're yeah. just there and you're and she's doing great. <laughs> right. It's like, hmm, you ever want a time to practice? Now is your time to practice, you know? And, uh, so, but it's, it, that takes, that's a really different thing than, 
uh, it's just been a more, there's been a, a weight on that and yeah. in good ways and bad ways, you know, but just a, uh, it's, I always used to say when I was teaching little kids, something profound would happen every day, wow. you know, and, and for them, for the, you know, under 10 year old set, you know, that can just mean, you know, some connections they make or hugely powerful thing that will happen for them. And now that I'm teaching the older students, something profound still happens every day. Yeah. That's awesome. That's I'm writing that down. <laughs> um, so are you doing any, are you doing any other teaching, like any private teaching outside of, outside of the school or outside of the, the, of the mountain string school? Well, the mountain school of strings, um, uh, I, I'm not doing any of the teaching. I'm just their director. Oh, so okay. we have, um, we have, um, uh, five or six teachers and okay. we're in uh we have after school programs at the schools that well can have us right now okay. that was one of the we were in all the schools in transylvania county and um because of restrictions that that had to be cut back but okay. we're at two schools in the afternoon we give filing classes and a jam program which is a free program so the students come after school they have a snack and they're Issue, you're issued your mandolin and fiddle and banjo and guitar and we learn tunes and play together and we have volunteers that help that um, and then we have classes at the music center Brevard music center during the year and you know violin guitar banjo uh, cello uh, we have small ensembles right now and we're really we're have a grant out to um, to hopefully have a large ensemble again where we can have young people playing with adults and retired people all playing together and doing some string orchestra music. And uh, so because I'm teaching all during the day, I just yeah. really um, do the, the have the other teachers do the teaching for the mountain school of strings. I, I take class. That's when I take, yeah. <laughs> I take fiddle class and, and pop in an ensemble <laughs> and, you know, do the schedule. It's great. And you don't sleep. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I guess, you know, it's not so bad. It's not too bad. That's exciting. That's, I mean, if, if you're, if you're going to be busy and you're going to fill your, your hours, um, filling it, filling those hours with really rewarding things to be doing and, and fun and creative and artistic things, that's, I mean, that's, that sounds great. <laughs> and I have a lot of help. Yeah. I have a board, uh, and all the teachers, and so I'm. I'm not. Uh, you know, they're they're they have great ideas and raise money, but uh, it's so gratifying to be in a situation where these dedicated community community members are raising the money for students to have uh, get a free instrument. Uh, you know, uh, to be able to take lessons at you know very reduced cost or free if we can. We gave two summer camps. Uh, music summer camps this summer. Uh, we had to take a year off, which was sad, but we right. came back with two camps. It was just so rewarding and it was so great to to be able to do that and not have, you know, have it be tuition-based because, right. uh, you know, that's that's a tough thing after this pandemic to, to ask parents or to be able to buy an instrument, rent instruments, right. all of that. So, um so we're joyfully making music and people donate instruments. It's great. We, um, we're having a fabulous time with that. 
And how long, how old is that organization? Is it, is it relatively new or has it been around for a while? It's been around for about, uh, I think this is the 12th year okay. or 11th year. So um, yeah, it's been around for a while. And I had actually worked with their founding director at some fiddle camps that I taught at okay. uh, down in Charleston, South Carolina and on up the coast all the way to Maine. And uh, she's always had this big program here. And, um, and when I was just, I, and I just kind of ran into her on okay. a visit and um, she was needing to, uh, her daughter had run the program. Uh, so, um, and she was needing to not run the program. And I walked in the door and she's like, hi, you're, <laughs> guess what you're doing? Guess what your job's going to be in Brevard? You know, I didn't know I was even going to run in. It was just, oh, you know, an accident. I just ran it literally just. I was like, I think I'm going to know some people out here. And I've been, uh, I taught at uh, Green River Preserve, which is a summer camp out here, um, where our bass player uh, for our band, Jonathan Gray, also uh, teaches out there. And so I taught out there for four summers. So I was a little bit, you know, knew the community a little bit here. And, um, but I didn't know I was going to end up being the artistic director during a pandemic. Little did you know. <laughs> no, I did not know that, but here we are. That's exciting. That's very, very cool. Wow. Yeah, my, my mom's always saying, timing is everything in life, Carl. You know, <laughs> and, and I always think about all, all those little things where, you know, yes, things like that where you just happen to be somewhere and something happened. You're like, okay, well, like, you know, yeah, I couldn't have planned for this, but here we are and this is great, you know. It's very cool. Yeah, there's only so much planning. <laughs> that, you know, sometimes you have to just see what happens. I, I, I think that's okay. I think that's great. <laughs> so is there anything else that we should we should mention or talk about? Is there anything else coming up that... Uh... Um, I think, you know, I, I've, uh, I try to be pretty good about... Uh, I have a Hazel Ketchum Instagram and Facebook okay. and putting, you know, sort of the weekly activities if people are, you know, inspired by, you know, lessons and music for, for kids and want to check that out. That's the mountain school of strings.org is okay. that organization. And, uh, we have online classes and you can kind of see what we're doing. We have a mountain music throwdown where we have contests for students, uh, in traditional music. And, um, so you can kind of see our activities there. Um, and then I'm at uh, Rosman Middle and High School, and you'll see me on the choir page there. Um, <laughs> and you know, I have the my my current band is the Harrows. Okay. And uh, so I just uh, try to keep up with all those things. And my yeah. classical band right now is called Balacaras, and and um, we do the the lute and voice stuff. Cool. And do, do you guys have a website for that? We. We do not, and okay. uh, but we will at some point, maybe. <laughs> we, we have can, some... We can, get, we can get there through through your other sources, I'm sure. So. Yes, so, uh, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, and, and my, my musical yeah. things are on Spotify. If you look up Hazel Ketchum on Spotify, you'll see some fun kids' music, if yeah. you are so inclined, and also some loot. Some old lute uh, and uh, voice music. I sound really young. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> you still sound you? young. <laughs> Who is that? Who is that singing really high? I don't know. 
not singing gospel and Tom Waits songs now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do now. <laughs> yeah, you don't need the upper register for the Tom Waits, I guess. No, it's <laughs> In fact, tonight so I'm singing the song, but people know the earth died screaming. I'm singing yeah. that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be fun. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and where, where's your gig tonight? <laughs> oh, this is so great. You're going to love this. So it's at uh, the studio, Studio 276, which is on... Um, which is in Cedar Mountain, North Carolina, okay. and it is a moonshine tasting, yes. which is also family friendly. And <laughs> of course, it there is. are main sponsors <laughs> for Mountain School of Strings. Yes. Oh wow, <laughs> that, that that's great. I mean, there I think there's a cultural tie in there, right? <laughs> there it is it's the moonshine distillery and uh, an art studio, and they we have the they have the Friday. Uh, Moon, moonshine tasting and and oh, so that's, cool. that's what we're playing at Br bring the kids you know it's great. <laughs> bring kids taste the moonshine right, yeah, it <laughs> so it's uh yeah that's that's the way it's done in the mountains of western yeah. and I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah. like easily 50 percent of those songs are about whiskey <laughs> oh we have an entire set we yeah <laughs> an entire set of songs about it, old and new and uh you know, we have some sobriety songs in there too. You know, you got to balance right. it out. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's I, I love telling people that. Yeah, it's at the moonshine tasting. <laughs> Exciting! That's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for giving me your time. I really appreciate it. It's great to see you again. I'm nice to see to you. That you're doing all these exciting things, and, and like, you know, you're 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 the uh, the epitome of the the whole no moss grows on a rolling stone kind of thing. And, you know, I think part of the fun of, of running into you and talking to you at large intervals of time is to hear about all the, the crazy stuff that I could never have guessed that you'd be doing in the, in the interim, you know? It's like, what are you doing now? Oh, wow, that's so cool, you know? <laughs> it's so fun to talk to you because of that, so. And, Maybe uh, someday yeah. it'll be like, you know, those years will go by and be like, oh, I'm just knitting, you know? <laughs> I haven't really been doing anything. <laughs> or I'm doing the same thing I was last time you talked to me. Oh, right. something's wrong now. <laughs> just knitting. <laughs> yeah, Sharon and I actually both knit. That'll, that'll, that will be, there will be a day that we, I hope we, we sit around and are just knitting. It'll be nice. <laughs> That's fantastic. Is, is that a, is that a um is that a pandemic thing? Did you pick pick that up during the pandemic, or is that something you've been doing? For no, so for yeah, much longer ago. I'm yeah. terrible at it, but I you know, <laughs> I worked on a sweater for like eight years, and it's like just to the your neck, you know, it's to the shoulder, to the neck to the shoulder. It's it's a bit. Um, yeah, it's a bit, and I can knock out a hat for okay and a scarf, you know, but um, no. There's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of instruments to play that get right. first. The, the knitting, you know, I'll do it for five minutes at Christmas and then we're done. But. That's awesome. Well, I, I do appreciate it. And uh, I, I, we'll, we'll have you back at some point in time. We do have to stay in touch. And I hope, hope you have a great gig tonight and say hi to Doug for me. I'm gonna I be, will. Uh, I'm going to be headed that way for his, his thing in the spring. Um, oh yay! For the 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 unveiling of the Matanya Ofi uh, collection. Yes. You know, since Matanya was a, a dear friend of mine and lived here in Columbus with me, Doug asked me to come down and, and be a part of that. I'm really really excited about that. So I was I was gonna check and see if if you were going to be involved in that event at all. 
I might be. I, I have not. Uh, yeah, I should. I'm going to check. I've been hearing a lot about this. I know it's yeah. been keeping Doug James off the streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always, that's, a, that's always a good thing <laughs> yeah. to, for, for anyone to yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I really appreciate your show. It's so fun yeah. to uh, listen to my friends talk to you. And uh, I, I, I enjoyed Christopher Berg's uh, chat with you as well. And, um, you know, so and it's just kind of fun to hear everyone's voice. And It's been great. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I've, I've, I've had a blast talking to everybody and, and just, you know, the, 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 the whole idea sprung forth thinking, you know, of all the, all the times like after concerts or classes and stuff where people would go out for a meal or just, you know have, have a beer or something and, and just how vibrant those conversations are and how much I think over the years I've probably learned as much from those kinds of interactions as I have anything else you know and, and just getting to know people and, and hearing like you know what goes on in the corners you know it's the, the, the fun stuff and, and, and uh, so that, that was that was kind of the idea so and it's been it's been a blast and really really great and people have been uh, they've been really generous with, with, with their ideas and their time and, and everything and, and enthusiasm and it's, it's it's been wonderful. So that's that's been that's been my pandemic project. <laughs> yeah, and I've got to say, like as we talked about, you know, the the friend group and like too many wonderful classical guitars to to go through. I mean, like I played yeah. Christopher Berg lute duets for yeah. years and years and you know just all of these uh people that have been a part of my life and I've got to say I I think I mean I don't, don't want to say oh the classical guitarists are the best but um talk about a warm supportive wonderful friend group to grow Absolutely. up with and be around and I don't know that everybody has that always in yeah. their life and um and, you know, I mean, one time I broke down on the side of the road and and it was in South Carolina and Christopher Berg, I called him and he just happened to be not too far behind me. Like we weren't traveling together. Oh it was gosh. a flute. And he, and he picked me up on the side of the road. And I'm like, this is oh, wow. our community, right? Of classical <laughs> guitarists. They will pick you up on the side of the road, Absolutely. you know, when you're broken down. And um, I felt that with a lot of my good friends yeah. in uh, the classical guitar world. So thanks for bringing their voices out yeah. every week and um it's it's nice it's a, it's a great web <laughs> thanks hazel thank you bye-bye now bye welcome to the guitar omni podcast i'm carl Woolwind of columbus classical guitar each episode we'll chat with a featured guest from the classical guitar world candid conversations, unique experiences, and career observations from the people who best know the guitar. This is your master class in life and the guitar. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or see Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. <laughs>